I was gonna ask just some some clarification on like the the four major skills mm -hmm. you mentioned um, being able to interact with people mm -hmm. and uh, learning to learn but I kind of got confused um, you separated data analytics versus mm -hmm. other data skills can you go into greater depth on like what those other data skills you actually you meant there? I was trying to separate kind of data skills from other kinds of analytical skills. Okay. But there's also a different set of skills and manipulations with data. Okay, yeah. And we really have to be able to do both. Um, and I was saying that both are important. My guess is that the data skills are a little faster mm -hmm. to acquire once you have some of those other broader analytical skills. If, for example, you are a digital technology company and you think all of your talent should come through the kind of data analytics area, you're missing an entire stream of talent. And we want to make sure that we take that stream of talent that may not have learned all the data skills and introduce the data skills they need because we believe they have all of those other kind of basic skill sets that are important and maybe even better than some that were trained more strictly in just the data sciences. Do they have the ability to work well with other people, care about things outside of themselves? Do they have the talent to really learn how to learn? Do they have those analytical skills that allow them to analyze text as well as the data? In fact, uh, during the conversation, I was speaking about this transition, uh, and that's real. You know, we underestimate what's going to happen in the next 10 years. We overestimate what's going to happen in the next two years. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Today, all large corporations, all corporations, have humans. And that's, that's the workforce we deal with, like humans. Some have pets as well. <laughs> but the transition is pretty fast, happening to humans plus machines plus gig. So the humans are going to do the creative. The gig is going to give mm -hmm. the scale and agility because it's on demand available. You go to Upwork, UpCouncil, any of these companies, they're all available. And the machines are going to do a lot of problem solving and problem finding will be done by humans and that's why the creative. And that's a pyramid because the humans are still going to be high. So you're going to move from humans to a pyramid where humans are at the bottom. There is gig and then there is machines. As you go forward, you're going to flip around the pyramid. Humans are going to become the least. You're going to have mm -hmm. the gig and then you're going to have the machines. So that's where we'll end if the promise of the digital age is, uh, is real. And I think that the machines are actually going to make some of the learning of those data skills easier. Absolutely. I was just wondering, for different age groups, are there any different methodologies which are more effective for that age group to train as such? So. I'm one of these neuroscientists who believe that fundamental learning 
is very similar. I, I even though I think some people find it easier to learn with visual versus written words, I actually think it's the same fundamental process of learning. So I actually don't believe that people are really pure visual learners or auditory learners. I think there's a fundamental learning process that's important. Now, as a neuroscientist, I can assure you that learning can happen throughout the lifetime, okay? And what, you know, are there certain tools that make it, that I want to have, you know, the learning for a 50-year-old versus a 20-year-old? I would say fundamentally not that different. Fundamentally it will be, you know, the same. But being on the older side myself, it may be that you have to repeat it a couple more times for me to remember. <laughs> but fundamentally, the process is the same. And probably the single most important thing I understand as a neuroscientist today that I did not understand when, or that the field didn't appreciate at the beginning was how much flexibility and plasticity there is in the older brain. So know when I say that I'm talking about relative. I'm not talking in an absolute. You mentioned unlearning. So like while you're like unlearning and learning stuff at the same time, mm -hmm. is it like, are you trying to direct people in a certain way of thinking? Because you said that there are certain skills that you want to learn, especially within that age group of like 15 to 25, is it like, do you think like a certain education plan is more effective? Mm. I, I see. Um, that, that is a really, that. yeah, that's a really good question. And here I'm going to go back to what I think we're doing in the liberal arts. And that's teaching people how to learn, not what to learn. So it's not really so much the specific skill set that I'm referring to as what I'd prefer to talk about as higher order learning, connecting things that at a level of sophistication that you can't do when you're five. You know, whenever I get this opportunity to speak about Infosys, my favorite responsibility I do is the foundation the Infosys Foundation. If I had enough money in the bank, mm -hmm. I would have done that full time mm -hmm. uh, and not do a corporate job. Um, in the foundation, we work on evangelizing computer science to K, K through 12 teachers. And uh, we did a fascinating job last year, and now we are going to step it up. The teachers have an innate desire to learn. A lot of them in 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 schools, <laughs> primary schools as well. Uh, last year, we ran an event where we got 600 teachers from 45 states in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and uh, we sponsored the, their uh, airfare, stay, and a immersive training. So we got 100 instructors to create an immersive training on computer science, and. 
that was the most that was the best event I did in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. I felt so accomplished because these teachers were so grateful to us on the embrace mm -hmm. we did. Um, and they were, you know, you should see that video on the Infosys Twitter handle, Infosys Foundation Twitter handle, Infosys Foundation USA Twitter handle. And you will mm -hmm. notice how these teachers were, you know, enjoy seeing the robots they created and they were like running. <laughs> and uh, we did a little bit of research after they went back to schools. And they came back and told us, look, you taught us all of this, but we have to, we have to continue on that learning give us mm -hmm. uh, post-training mm -hmm. support mm -hmm. so that you know you give them equipment, you give them computers, you give them things because these are also serving and underserved parts of uh, the US. Uh, so this year we are stepping it up again and uh, we're doing an event in July, it's already up. Any teachers you know mm -hmm. from your schools, please ask mm -hmm. them to apply for it. It's a fully funded Infosys program uh, we hope a thousand teachers sign up, and we want to do this at least two or three times a year. Uh, hugely impactful. Um, we are the we are in the top three foundations in the United States in the mm -hmm. last twelve months on computer mm -hmm. science education, mm -hmm. and we're focused on K twelve schools and uh, teachers. Um, I think that that community needs a little bit of embrace of uh, mm -hmm. all of what we do. And I think they're, they're more eager than we are to embrace it. Well, some things, you know, that the teachers will know better than the students and some things that the students will be bringing to the teachers. You know, I say that as a parent, too. My son does a lot better on video games than I do. <laughs> a lot more practice. But there are certain things that I do a bit better than he does. So. Thank you. Thank you so much for okay. joining us today. Thank you. Thank you.